Boards of the Long Walks, episode 147. Happy new comic book day to you. We got a big, big MCU scoop from our man, Mikey Sutton. Uh, and then we got a long-term spec list. And if we got some time, boys, we got, uh, we're going to do a collector series, man. There's a couple of questions you guys have been asking. So mm-hmm. uh, hang out and let's see what we got, boys and girls. You know how we like to do. We do just like. So good evening to all you troglodytes and chuds. Chuds, that's a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. And speaking of chuds, say what's up to my man, Otto from the Grotto. That's right, Chud. That was a great movie from the 80s, if everybody remembers that movie. So what's up, everybody? It's Otto from the Grotto coming to you live and direct. Happy to be here tonight. Got some great books to talk about. So let's get it rolling. No spoiler either. And Ryan screen auto screen there. Uh, say what's up to my man, Nemesis Prime. What's up, Justin? What's going on, guys? I am down with the sickness here in Jersey, trying to survive. So let's get through the show and do it right. That's right. Uh, the, first of all, the show is sponsored by KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 50, 10% off any KRS Comics exclusives. This show is also brought to you by the GeekySwagShop.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 15% off anything into GeekySwagShop.com, including that handsome uh, shirt that Otto has on. And I'm repping... Three men in the basement, red variant shirt. Love it. Uh, if, you, if you haven't seen my Instagram post, I know it's kind of chilly. It's getting chilly. Not in California yet, at least Southern California. It was uh, 80 degrees a day. But, uh, you know, not everybody can wear a T-shirt. So if you're interested in the Lords of Longbox hoodie, uh, we're going to have some of those available. Uh, so I need to get a head count of how many uh, we're going to get. And we're going to get it through my man, the geekswagshop.com. The show is also brought to you by our friends at Rocket Comics. Go to rocketcomics.com. Go to Instagram at rocket.comics or Facebook at Rocket Pressing. Tell them the Lord sent you and get 20% off any one order for pressing. Uh, if you submit like 10 books, you get 20% off of those 10 books. Five books, 20% off. There's you see the prices, $10 a book. Uh, if you want it to get it cleaned as well as press, it's another $5. So that's you're going to save yourself a good chunk of change there. So if you have, it's only on the one order, but that one order could be 10 books, 20 books, 30 books or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Later on in the show, uh, when we're done with the breaking news, I'm going to talk to you about some other things they do. And I also have some uh, stuff that Rocket Comics sent me. He could show uh, the before and after pressing he did and also some grade bumps that he's done. So we want to ramp this up because con season is right around the corner. It seems like it's almost like seven. It's like, 365 days now it's it's crazy man uh but let's get right to it boys and girls all the sponsors out of the way so uh you know what we do right it's time for that cannonball ladies and gentlemen could i please have your attention i've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story and i need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen cannonball All right, and this was uh, this is a Mikey Sutton exclusive, and so in his Geekosity page, he had he picked random winner, and this week's winner is Thanura v- Ravindra. I hope I said that right. It's a it's a Lords fan and Mikey Sutton fan from down under. So let's see what he's got for us, boys and girls. What is up, guys? This is Thanura Ravindra coming to you from Australia, repping Geekosity. Now, our main man, Mikey Sutton, has news that Excalibur will be developed as a movie, maybe even a trilogy. Now, stay tuned to Lords of the Long Box and keep digging in those long boxes. All right. Thank you, mm-hmm. Ra- Ravindra. That was very impressive. He's, he went in costume. He even had some <laughs> graphics in there. But, hey, if you've been watching this channel, man, we have been talking about Excalibur. has been coming for a minute now. It's been on a long-term spec list that they want to do something with it. You got – what's his name? You got uh, Jon Snow is going to be playing the Black Knight and all kinds of stuff. So 
It's coming, boys and girls. So this was originally reported by my colleague, the Black Knight, in August. That's as Mikey Sutton is saying this. We remember we Black Knight broke this way back when, in, in August 28th, I think, is when I looked up the last show. It's looking like Marvel Studios will proceed with Excalibur as a trilogy of theatrical films based on the Chris Claremont, Alan Davis comic book series. Excalibur will be a hybrid of fantasy and comedy featuring time travel, magic, and super heroics. This is part of Kevin Feige's grand plan to inject new creative blood into the mutant franchise. In addition to the Black Knight, Captain Britain, I am hearing these series of movies will include the debut of a cult hero in the UK, Death's Head. That's right, boys and girls, <laughs> Death's Head. So we've been talking about this for a minute now, man. Back in August 28th, we said that Kevin Feige really digs his caliber movies and they want to put something into development. And that's why they got Kit Harrington is going to be leading the team of um, Excalibur along with Captain Britain and a few other folks. And a matter of fact, based off of that, we also got a long-term spec list that is very Excalibur heavy. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. So you got a bonus, man. You got a scoop this week and also you got long-term spec list so they're th thinking about doing three excalibur films right so there's a they got a, if you haven't been familiar with our long-term spec list it's a reserve list that the studio in this case kevin feige has put a reserve on these characters he wants to use them in an excalibur movie this is happening folks if they got mm -hmm. a reserve on it and we're hearing this and we reported the black knight reported back in august 28th we think excalibur is going to happen so let's get right to it boys and girls we're going to do the long-term spec portion of this show and let me pull up the handsome graphics that I spent all day slaving over since Ryan is still on the disabled list. Let's go with the first name on the list is, and let me pull it up right now, kind of anti. There we go. We're fearing that Kitty Pride is being put in reserve to be used in one of the Excalibur films that are coming up. She was actually one of the original members of Excalibur, uh, but what is her first appearance, Otto? You got God, uh, X Men 129. 129, iconic book. God Spare the Ch Child, which is an amazing book because that's the first time the Hellfire Club comes into play. You start to get the beginning of the Dark Phoenix saga. Uh, you know, I say this a lot, but this is true for this book. You should own this book in your collection. <laughs> and what's interesting about this book is if you talk to people who went to local cons, such as Very Gary and other comic book vendors, this was like one of the top five books that people were looking for. So this is a very popular book. It's an iconic book. If you're an X-Men fan, you should own this book. Justin, are prices creeping up on this book? What's going on with it? Yeah, there's actually some recent sales. I mean, a 9.8 just went in September for uh, just under $1,600. GPA at a 9.8, you're looking at just under $1,400. But 9.6, that is a drop off and a half for three hundred and thirty-two dollars sold in November. Uh, yeah, we five. talked about this on the collector series. The drop off, believable. And, and this book, I would. Book. Yeah, would you say this is right on the cusp of Bronze Age modern? Yeah, uh, yep. you know, copper. Excuse me, copper modern. That forty cent cover. So this is quite a drop off between nine eight and nine six. Uh, but I mean, everybody, I have this book. I have it signed by Chris Claremont because uh, mm -hmm. I have the complete run. And I was like, one day I'm like, I'm gonna grade giant size all the way up to like 142 right the, right the days of future yeah, yeah. Past. but i mean this book didn't used to be this high but this goes to prove that most key appearances in a 9-8 are gonna fetch good dollars i mean this is first appearance katie pride and along with some other things i mean this is also classic uh claremont and uh burn right arguably the two best to ever do x-men uh let's so let's go on the next one which is uh this is more of what I like on a spec book, man. This is a, a little known character um, that I want to pull up right now. Let's make sure I have the white graph. This was a tough one. But, you yeah. know, that X-Men 129, that's a multiple first appearance book. So, yeah. you know, that's something you shouldn't sleep on also. Hold on. Let me uh, make sure I have it here. Um, what is next on the list is... Ex oh, okay. Is that Excalibur book? Man, I'm yeah. sorry. I I'm trying to find you it. You got here. a lot of Excalibur in this thing tonight, yeah. so you're going to hear that a lot. Yeah. Where is it? Excalibur 46. Yeah. We're looking for. Yeah. And 47. Where is the graphic? Uh, let me do the next one on the list, and I'll go yeah, back go to it as soon it. as I have it. So let's do um, the next on this list is, well, we should have done it because it's, she's tied. It's tied, or he's tied to Kitty Pride. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is it, Otto? That's uh, Lockhead from Uncanny X-Men 166. 
166 was the actually Bruce. Lockheed. 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 <laughs> Lockheed. That's a totally different movie, but yeah. drink if you uh, if you had Otto making a mistake within the first 10 minutes. So that's yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Salute. Salute to everybody if you have me making a mistake. Yes. But what's fun about that book is, you know, um, a, a character that sticks with Kitty Pride for a long, long time. This was the Brood series. This was Claremont. Um, and Paul Smith in 83. Now, I was buying this stuff off the rack, and unfortunately, this is a clear takeoff on aliens and the alien, alien, the alien, alien, if I'm saying that right, you know, you know what I'm going with that. And xenomorphs, yeah, yes. And it was an interesting run, uh, not one of my favorite storylines, but you know, definitely part of the um, X Men story, if uh, you know what I mean. But and it's a great cover, you've seen this cover a lot. I'm interested if this book has gone anywhere with prices, Justin. Well, I mean, it's actually really interesting. Nine point eight just sold last month for one hundred and twenty dollars. So it's a cheap book to get. Did it really? Yeah. I mean, and even a nine six just sold this month. We're only five days, you know, six days now into uh, November, and the nine point six sold for thirty two dollars. So I'm sure that was just to buy it now because someone is uh, looking to get this book, probably even crack it press and get it to a nine point eight. But it could be an increase. But even yeah, but look at the if you look at the relative percentage between the nine eight nine six, it's still a big gap. Right. Oh, if you definitely. look at that, I mean, it's a huge gap. Um, but I mean, this is great. You should have this anyway. I mean, this is arguably uh, the second greatest run, uh, which is, did I have it on the first? Um, I'm horrible. Yeah, it's live, y'all. Uh, so on the first one, I always talked about it's Chris Claremont and my second favorite X Men team of Chris Claremont and Paul Smith. Paul Smith actually killed it from right. He put he took up right after John Byrne. He pretty much ran with it to like the two hundreds. I want to say yeah. But mm -hmm. so, that's when I started collecting X Men was in the Paul Smith Chris Claremont era. Right around like one sixty nine, one seventy right. is when I started buying him. Uh, right off the, the rack, right, Tim? You were buying. Oh yeah, seven eleven, dude. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that's and that's why you see this one. That little UPC oh, box is man. blocked up because this is when they started having direct editions and they yep. started having newsstand editions. So I mean, that's what the interesting part is. Um, so let's go back to the other book that we were talking about. And this one is the one that's this is a great spec book because you know why? I I never knew about it, to be honest with you. Uh, what is it, Otto? It is uh, Excalibur 46 and 47, the first appearance of Cerise, if I'm saying that right. Yeah, Cerise is, or Cerise or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is deep in the Excalibur series. Now, this is your first appearance, you know, your your uh, Hulk 180, 181 issue. Um, mm -hmm. So you've got that. So you've got the, like a cameo and then you've got the first full. So just two books that you should be going out after. Never seen these books in a while. I'm not familiar with this character at all. You these guys are just, easily dollar bin books, man. Yeah. You're going to go dig it for that. But so, what's, yeah. So she's part of the Shariar, Shariar Guard. Yeah. So first cameo appearance is in 46. And then she joins the Excalibur team in 47. Right. And if, and I mean, if that's why in the Mikey Sutton scoop, it said they're going to do a weird thing of like time traveling and magic and comedy. This is a really wild comic. If you ever read Excalibur, it's got all the weird trappings of magic and time travel, especially when Alan Davis and Chris Claremont, like the early stuff, like issue one and on. Mm -hmm. It was a really weird. It was a quite a different departure from your regular X-Men books. If you remember at the time, X-Men was huge, right? So you had Excalibur, right. X-Men, uh, X Factor, which was the original X Men team. Remember that? Yep. That was that was oh, huge yeah. too when it came out. I don't right. have the graphic on this, uh, but I don't think there's any pricing on this. Is there, Justin? No, there was actually <laughs> there is none. There's none on the G GPA. There was so, none yeah. sold for forty six and a forty seven. But I just went on eBay. You can easily buy this book for five dollars and under in near mint condition. Right, so, or you go dig it in long boxes. Oh right? yeah, you fifty cents a dollar. You got a great spread out there. Like, yeah, like stained stained glass scarlet or right. first topaz, any of those. That stained glass scarlet. Blah, blah, blah. I can't, still can't say it, even I though know. it's blowing up. It's on everybody's top ten list, but it's stained glass scarlet. That Moon Knight book is blowing up now. Maybe this will be it. I'm just saying, man. It's a great book. It's they got to put a reserve on it. So, you know, they're going to be doing hopefully doing a trilogy of films. So there's room for plenty of characters to come out. Plenty of characters, mm -hmm. including. So all these on this list are all reserved characters that they want to use for um, the Excalibur films. And this next one, not even really tied to Excalibur, but it's good to see this because I think everybody has this in their long books. And this is. Your boy Longshot. What do you what do you tell us about Longshot? Longshot, 1985, six issue run. Um, Art Adams was the artist on this, which he did the I, internals too. Yeah, 
It's got to be some of his earlier work, man. Absolutely, which was pretty interesting on this. Now, uh, Longshot is actually the beginning of the whole Mojo world. Um, and as an X-Men fan, that's a whole other whole other storyline that when Longshot came in. Now, Longshot had the luck. You know, that was his thing. Um, it was an alien, and it was just an interesting run. You know, something that you can read now and really, really enjoy it. At the time, I kind of wasn't digging it, but he is a real cool character, and the whole um, story arc that he brings into it, which is really fun. Uh, but I know this is going for some money right now, Justin, right? Yeah, and I'm actually surprised, Otto. You didn't talk about this being a double-spec book, because not only is it his first appearance, but it's first appearance of Spiral. Yes, you're absolutely right. Man. She's a cool yeah. character. So he's someone who could show up in an Excalibur movie. Yeah. But like you can see, guys, I mean, 9.8 just sold in October for 165. You're looking at GPA right around that. But again, someone bought this book this month for in a 9.6 for $70. And again, it's half of half one grade down cuts that price in half. So, you know, people clearly are buying this book and we're very early into November. So someone right. out there knows about these characters coming. But up. I want to say, which was pretty interesting about this book, though, you guys is remember Marvel miniseries was only usually four issues. They went for six on this. So there was mm -hmm. some legs behind us when they created this character. So, yeah, um, this was in the era where Marvel was doing tons of miniseries to see yes. how they could launch characters, right. give them their own kind of solo series, kind of what yep. Marvel's doing now with Disney Plus. And this is also another one where if you look at the UPC, UPC code, there is a newsstand. I wouldn't say it's a variant, but they came out with newsstand. And on the direct stand, they gave it uh, this little weird uh, logo there, that little shout out to anybody who knows what the name of his fucking dog is in the background there. But uh, I don't, that's him. This is some really trippy stuff in long yeah, shot mojo in, the, world. in the mojo world. So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, kids from the 90s will probably remember that. Um, nobody will remember this one. I really had to go deep digging deep into the long boxes of research to find this one. The next one on a long-term spec list that's been reserved to be used in Excalibur movies, which kind of makes sense because this character is a huge cult following in the UK. And but I didn't know this was his first appearance. And this is the ultimate spec book if you could find it. What is it, Otto? Yeah, this is uh you're gonna go after Transformers UK 113 for the first appearance of Death's Head. Now, I remember Death's Head in other characters, but the fact that he first showed up in a Transformers book in 1987 was really mind-blowing to me. And when you showed me this book, this is another book where I kind of just, you know, if I had an emoji, I'd be putting it over my, my head saying, I've never seen this book. I don't even know where to find it. And kudos to you, Tim, for digging up the graphic for it because I That's the actual comic. It. Yeah. That's, mm. It's the Marvel UK. Trans Who would have thunk Death's Head would have been in right. a Transformers book? So, yeah. Uh, and you'd be so, you're going to be shocked when you see the pricing on this. Yeah. Yeah. There is no pricing, but here it is, guys. A 6.5 signature series sold in March for $230. And prior to that, you're looking back in August of last year in a 5.5 for $125. That's <laughs> it, guys. But Tim, you found one that's going on an auction right now, right? On eBay. There is a yellow label 4.5 for $799 oh, on eBay right now. What? And that's the only one I could find. I, I <laughs> yeah, 4.5 yellow label. Oh my God. A 4.5 yellow label. But yeah. here's the interesting thing, man. In the UK, they got a lot of hardcore comic book fans. So Death's Head, Judge Dredd, a lot of right. these UK mm -hmm. titled books that came out. I mean, they're sci-fi is huge in the uk so this is right when marvel in the 70s was making like magazine style format that yep. reprinted a lot of books and death's head eventually there was a uk uh title i'm trying to think hopefully our our friends in the live chat here hopefully somebody from the uk can speak on this but death's head went on to do a lot of trippy stuff he ended up crossing over here and there but typically he's he's kind of been this kind of cult uh following um in in the you know in the comics so it's cool that it's blending over because now that they're gonna they got kit harrington big actor from obviously from the uk cap you know uh, we're gonna talk about that book last but it's only obvious that captain britain's coming because that book has been specced on for a long time now ever since i want to say avengers uh endgame where uh, peggy carter references uh braddock remember that yeah that mm -hmm. even before that that book started blowing up but obviously he's a major part of um you know uh i'm sorry did everybody miss out all right so for those who are just joining us uh i'll give you the scoop man um you know what i'll give him I, you know since my man worked so hard on doing this i'm gonna give you the scoop coming from our man what is up guys this is the new revenger coming to you from australia repping Gigar city now our main man mikey sutton has news that excalibur will be developed as a movie maybe even a trilogy now stay tuned 
to Lords of the Long Box and keep digging in those long boxes. Well done, Thanura Ravindra <laughs> from Australia. So let me recap. So for those who are just joining us, there's about 120 people in the live chat. Uh, some people are just joining us. A shout out to everybody who gave a uh, T thumbs down that's 10 thumbs down now so thank you very much for that that still counts as a view so we appreciate Ooh. you even though you're so negative to us so the scoop is the main scoop originally reported by my this is from coming from mikey sutton originally reported by my colleague the black knight in august that was on our channel it's looking like marvel studios will proceed with excalibur as a trilogy of theatrical films based on the chris claremont and alice alan alan davis comic book series Excalibur will be a hybrid of fantasy and comedy featuring time travel, magic, and super heroics. This is part of Kevin Feige's grand plan to inject new creative blood into the mutant franchise. In addition to the Black Knight, Captain Britain, I'm hearing the series of movies will include the debut of the of the UK cult hero, Death's Head. Yeah, you like that? How I just segued? Uh, we just talked about Death's yeah. Head. So, um, so those who get confused, the Black Knight is not is another source that we use. We have Mikey Sutton, who is our source, and Black Knight is a source that still remains anonymous, who really started scoop, giving us scoops about six months ago when the channel really started blowing up. But we've been around since 2015, 2016. And so when I say him real quick, I mean, Death's Head just had a four issue run in Marvel. So it's random that they really they, they just brought him out in a four issue mini series. Caliber, too. Yeah, right. So. Along with all the X Men stuff. Uh, and speaking of Art Adams, did you guys see that uh, New Mutants Art Adams cover that came out today? Yeah, that was pretty. Uh, and then a, and the Granava uh, X Force. A lot of good stuff pretty. came out today. I was yeah. running around. I was yeah. running around looking for uh, variants today. I'll be honest. Here I was yeah. just. I was at the comic shop just buying boxes. I was like, ah, <laughs> I don't even have. I don't have room to even buy one more comic. I need to box up all the stuff that's laying around. But I, I, I have to do a comic haul first because they're just sitting around. I'm pretty sure you're like everybody else, right? You be. If we if you have a YouTube channel, you buy your you have your books. You're like, you know, what? I'm gonna do a video on this, so I'm just gonna leave them sitting right here. Then you yep. just get more and more, and then you're like, holy cow, they're all over the place, man. But uh, so that's the scoop, and uh, now we have a long term spec list based on um, characters that are gonna be reserved for the Excalibur movies. And next up on it is one we all didn't know what the heck it was, but it's pretty interesting nonetheless. Next up on our list of uh, is Pete Wisdom, who's kind yeah. of been around for a minute, man. Pete Wisdom's first appearance is Caliber 86. What can you tell us about this? Oh, look at our look who uh, was the artist on there. It was our friend, Ken Lashley. Go ahead. Adam. Yeah, well, you know, friend of uh, Lords of the Logbox, Ken Lashley did the cover. Um, and then he did not only the cover, he did the internal too. Oh, uh, there you go. Something I didn't know. Um, so Excalibur 86 is what you want to go after. In this book, Excalibur uh, Wisdom, they head to Genosha. So you're getting Genosha involved again. And they're, the storyline is really interesting to follow it, uh, but you've got Pete Wisdom, you've got uh, Michelle, I can't even say her name, you've got Threadgold, Black Air, just a lot of different characters who also appear in this. And so it's, Black Air is actually the name of the team. Yes. As, it, mm -hmm. as in the graphic there. So this is a multiple spec book. There's about yep. five first appearances in it. So yeah. but the main, the reserve that was put on it was specifically Pete Wisdom. Pete so Wisdom, right. I'm in Excalibur 86, who would, you know. Go, we're, see, this is a theme though right we're going deep in the yeah, excalibur line deep this is deep this is the first area is a black uh, black air is a covert secretive intelligence department was mandated with the investigation to research of supernatural and paranormal phenomena at first at first alongside then replacing another british intelligence department the weird happenings organization which is the who <laughs> you can't make any of this i remember i talk about this run that happened uh like five years ago and it was a, a heavily based on the UK Marvel characters. And there was a lot of like magic and basically all the characters in the UK were fighting off this magic source. And there was like Merlin and there was Excalibur, the sword in it was just really, really trippy stuff, which I love because I love anything that has to do with magic. Mordred was in it. So, oh, that's another great spec book too for this mm. type of stuff. But I doubt there's any pricing on this, right, Justin? Surprisingly, a 9.8 sold last year. I haven't even slabbed this thing. <laughs> I've never seen this for Excalibur 86. $67 sold last year in December, and a 9.4 just sold two months ago for okay. 26 bucks. Really? <laughs> really, really odd that someone's slabbing this and then just like maybe they thought it was coming back in 9.8 and they were just like, yeah. I just got to get some money back from this, from the See, grading I, I, prices. But this is a great spec book. This is when a, you can buy a book for cheap and, you know, is there a reserve on it? It's going to pop. If you are a completist, you probably have it in part of your Excalibur run. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Excalibur even went that high to issue 86. Yeah, I, I collected them to like one through 
uh, like 30, but then it got really weird. And then, you know, that's when X titles were just going crazy. Right. And they had to like, uh, I bought just the crossovers wherever, yeah. if it was a crossover between X force, X men, uncanny and this, it was, that's all I bought for Excalibur. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to everybody in live chat. We're missing some wrenches. My man, uh, oh, JLS Comics, and they're missing King of the Golden State. My man, Sith Lordly, is trying to hold it down. as 123. You're watching. Appreciate everybody hanging out. Shout out to uh, Alex Perez, the Butcher, Inhuman Quake, uh, Roberto Pepe, Matt Forge, hanging out, killing it, tailgating. Yeah, man. So this, I, I love, I love this in a book. Like just like you know, like those Moon Knight titles i mean anytime that they're going to be doing a series like a show maybe a season there's going to be more than one character that they're going to be using i mean if they're planning on doing a trilogy of um excalibur books or excuse me excalibur films and you know it's going to be heavily on mutants and on um just kind of weird excalibur characters and you know you have to put this one on the list right boom mm-hmm the reason why this is on it, you should have it, but also it's the first appearance of Widget. What can you tell us about Excalibur number one? We've been talking about this for six, almost six months now. 1986, uh, Alan Davis, Chris Claremont, the beginning of the character. You know, you're bringing Phoenix back. You've got Kitty Pride, Nightcrawler, Captain Britain. Um, yeah, it's and, not really Phoenix though. It's what's her name? It's uh, yeah, the, but it's Rachel Rachel Summers. Yeah, it's yeah. Rachel Summers. But they are yeah. bringing the, the character of the the Phoenix type of character back into it. Yeah, um, which was interesting, and just a book that you could get for under a hundred dollars in a night. Well, I'll let talk about that. But. I got it for yeah. like five bucks. But yeah. before you go any further, I mean, you know, Otto should have talked about this because I left it in the graphic. Yeah. So widget. if you don't know who Widget is, Widget is yes. this weird little robot that is basically a time displaced consciousness of uh, Kitty Pride. The reason Shadowcat was actually the name they reserved, but for a if you don't for your X Men history here, for the longest time they didn't know what to do with Kitty Pride. Her name was just Kitty Pride. Does we need to give her a code name? So she yep. went from uh, Sprite, I think, Shadowcat, yep. mm -hmm. and then Kitty Pride. You know, so I just call her Kitty Pride. You know, exactly. But, you know, yep. I've never so, called her. I never referred to her as Shadowcat. I mean, yeah. There's got to be some sales data on this because we've been, you know, everybody should have this. But this is one of those things that everybody should have one in their collection. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this and we talk about it all the time. If it's under $100, just buy it at 9.8, guys. That's the last one sold for $80. Uh, and a 9.6 sold for half that at around $48 back in October, so, which is only last month. So people are obviously looking for this book. So, again, if you see it on eBay, it's $100 or under. Just go ahead and buy it. Don't bother trying to buy it raw and slabbing it. Just wasting time. Yeah, right. well, we'll see until uh, it pops and other people talk I about it. I wonder something you should look at. I wonder what a 9-8 signed by Claremont would be because he's doing so many shows lately. This would be a good book. You know what? This would be a good – this is a part of the collector series a little bit. I'm going a little bit off to the left, but I would actually buy this book at a 9-8, crack it, have Claremont sign it, and hope it comes back at 9-8. You know, the mm. probability is, you know, average at best, but maybe you could do that. I would like to see that because he is doing a lot of shows lately. Plus, you could probably get a little bit of information from him about this story. Yep, yeah, yep. a lot of times these guys don't know. I should have asked Ken Lashley. I said, yo, man, did you know one of your characters is being created? I mean, yeah. they're probably like, who? You know, because he does get creator credit on that because he's the he was the penciler on it. So, you know, that book is so this one is pretty cool, man. I have one. I most X-Men collectors should have this in there. And uh this is an interesting character that probably is gonna be used more now in and he may have in Jonathan Hickman's current run, but we're getting we're getting word that Day Tripper is being reserved. For the Excalibur films, look at that book. What is that book, Otto? Oh, X-Men 98. This is classic, classic X-Men. Dave Cockrum. Uh, this is the series. This is right after Thunderbird dies, right before the rise of, you know, of Jean Grey becoming Phoenix. But what's really fun about this book is you've got the Sentinels involved, but I actually dug in my long box today. I pulled this out. Um, the book that I actually, my copy actually has the uh, Mark Jeweler insert, so I was pretty excited about that. But what's fun about this book is Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and uh, Chris uh, Jack Lee, uh, Stan Lee and Kirby actually write themselves in the book. So Claremont and Cockrum draw Kirby and Stan Lee in this <laughs> during this huge like fight with the um, with the Sentinels. Stan Lee's like, "Well, look at these youngsters," you know, like a typical movie role. So mm -hmm. if you have this book, you can always look in there and see Kirby and Stan Lee in the story themselves. But Day Tripper, interesting character. You've got tons of different Sentinels and uh, just a fun book to have. And it's, you know, a great time for the X-Men, in my opinion. One of my favorite mm -hmm. storylines in this time for the X-Men. So uh, Day Dustin, Tripper yeah. is also a DC character, but the real name of Day Tripper is Amanda Sefton. Uh, yeah. Real name of Jermaine Zardos, also known as Day Tripper and the second magic 
So I think this character has a long, long history that just kind of obscurely started by Chris Claremont. Chris Claremont was creating characters left and right, but yeah. uh, what are we looking at on sales on this? Whoa. Yeah, it's a little weird, but I mean, this is an under, you know, you're looking at double digit X-Men numbers. So, I mean, clearly these books in a nine, eight are definitely going to pull a pretty penny. Uh, the last one did sell in October for $1,650 and a 9.6. Is uh, oh, you know, yeah. is a quarter. What I'm that. more surprised is the 9.6 is going for 400. But yeah. like I said, like any people there, people will do it as a collector series. But there's people that that collect specifically nine eights, especially if they can find like people mm -hmm. go on eBay and just search nine eight. They don't care what it is. If it's an old book and they want it as a nine eight, they'll get mm -hmm. it. Just like people hunt nine nines and tens. They don't care what the comic. It could be some random comic, but if it's a ten or nine nine, <laughs> they get it. You know what I mean? It's just one of those yeah, things, yeah. man. Um, so yeah, we are moving along and this last one on here shouldn't surprise many people at all. Cause if you've been, uh, know anything about Excalibur, then you know that the big boy needs to be on there. And who is it? Boom. Captain Britain. Number one, last one on the reserve list. Of course it's Captain Britain. There's all kinds of rumors been said that it could be, uh, what's it, Superman, Henry Cavill. It could yep. be anybody. But what do we got on this auto? No, we've got Captain Britain, Captain Britain. Number one, as you can see displayed here. And it is the UK book. It's a paper. Um, it's different from their typical comic book paper. It's large size, so it's magazine size. And there's actually four stories in there. So the first appearance of Captain Britain is in it. But it's only 12 uh, pages into the story. You've got a Steranko story. You've got a Fantastic Four story in the book itself. And the book actually came with a Captain Britain mask. And if you want to get this book, if you have this book and it doesn't have the mask, you'll get a green label from um, CGC saying that it's missing the mask yep. it'll say qualified um but just another book to have and it's newspaper quality so whoever you have cleaning it make sure they're really good at it we suggest rocket comics um because they'll be able to work on the paper of the product itself so you know this book was pressed by erod it was a 9-0 my book was a 9-0 brought up to a 9-4 i had a double sign so just a fun book to have in my collection and captain britain like i said we've been talking about it and when if Henry uh, Cavalli becomes Captain Britain, and we've got an actor named to it, so just an interesting book. Did you say and Cavalli? Cavalli. How do you say it? <laughs> Henry Cavalli. Cavill. Cavill. You, add an, <laughs> you add an extra syllable. Cavalli. He's Italian yeah. now. He's not right, Cavalli. He's Italian, he's right. <laughs> this is also Herb Trimpey. So you got a great yeah. artist working along Chris Claremont yeah. on this, and the pricing on this is blown up. I mean, Ooh, it, yeah. it, it's been spec'd on for a long no, time it, now. It, this is a book that is constantly going up. I mean, if you looked at GPA sale, uh, the you know, the CGC 9.8 for $2,200. I mean, GPA is well over that. So someone who bought that 9.8 actually got a steal and 9.6 for $600 in September. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. The price. Yeah, just actually just brings up a good point because it would be considered missing part of the book if the Captain Britain mask wasn't inside. I wonder if yeah. there's any sales data on it that when you looked it up, if, if it was a difference. Uh, uh, I didn't even look at incompletes, the signatures. You know, we just I just always yeah. go blue label. I'm sure, you know, once if I'm sure there's some of them out there that have, trim, yeah. you know, Herb. And, and there uh, you go. Let me put you guys on the test real fast. What's the first appearance in the 616? Uh, Marvel team up. Marvel team up. Yeah. There you uh, go. 60, 66. Yeah. No. We don't have the graphic for it, but this is one of those things where you can't afford the true first appearance of it in the UK. There's an yep. American version in Marvel team up. So uh, that yeah. book, I mean, Justin, weren't you telling me you showed me a book that was like a thousand dollars already? Yeah. Yeah. Someone, someone posted that. Uh, it was like a 9.8 yeah. on eBay. Right. It was one, on one cover. of the guys that usually, uh, usually here. I think it's uh, Chad Crow was the one who, uh, who had it. Yeah, I mean, so this is one of those things where if you can't find a UK version, go out and get the uh, the 616 version. I uh, wonder if there's a Death's Head 616 version. But, you know, but you know, I love that Transformers book. It's just so hard to find, man. You, you know, <laughs> there was even a Death's Head 2. There was a Death's Head 2. I know he that. He more I, like I the Predator. It. That's the one yes, that I yeah. recall. More. Correct. Exactly. That's what but I remember. Death's Head 1 looks more like a, a robot. Death's yeah. Head 2, you're right. He has like these weird dreadlocks and everything. Dread Predator, and he was on <laughs> yeah. the cover of it. And it's almost like a Mordok character, right? Like his head is a lot bigger than the body. I don't know. That's what I yeah, remember he, from he literally it. looks like he's he's like a jacked-looking Predator. Yeah. More yeah. robotic. But. <laughs> So there you go, man. That's the long-term spec list. We got some from our friend Mikey Sutton. So uh, Excalibur's coming. They're reserving a bunch of characters from it. So it looks like, you know, after uh, our man Kit Harrington does uh, the Eternals, 
He's going to slide right up in there, do some Excalibur stuff. I mean, this is long-term spec, so get him while you can now. You know what I mean? I mean, that Captain Britain book has been hot for a minute. If you, I mean, if you're not going to get it now, you just, I, I'm, uh, you know, unless you got big bucks, then the ship has probably sailed you by. But the alternative would be to get that Marvel team-up book, right? Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, you know, that's to, to help you all out there. So uh, since we got about 25 minutes left, man, we're going to kick off the collector series, man. Uh, there was, I asked some questions in the uh, community chat about some topics you guys wanted to, to speak on. And so, uh, you know, uh, actually one of them is great. Um, Isao Garan says the value of collecting foreign comics, how apropos, right? I mean, we just talked mm -hmm, about right. that. It, technically death head and, uh, captain Britain number one are foreign comics. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also say that it, once you get something like a werewolf by night 32, they they started distributing those in the in the UK. So there's a nine pence variant of that. I I call it a variant. It's the same exact book, same cover, same everything. It's just a, it's called a price variant, meaning mm -hmm. it's not a US book. Right. So I mean, what would you guys say? I mean, if you can't afford the regular one, get the international one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen. I know uh, my my boy Dave in the cave. He's got a what's that? Uh, Amazing Spider-Man Annual One, the first appearance of Sinister Six. He's got a UK version. Still the same book. All it is is a price difference, and it's UK. Uh, I had a FF forty nine UK, and I sold it years ago because I just like I don't want it in the UK. But now that UK pricing, people are looking for, and that's that. Yeah. The, so the there is some value. Well. I'll tell you a funny story, man. My boy Frankie, uh, I am Frack on Instagram. He bought Werewolf by Night thirty two, thinking it was a regular version, but it ended up being the nine pence variant. Did it so, really? <laughs> there you go. But now it's actually worth some coin. I mean, because, mm -hmm. you know, obviously we're, you know, Moon Knight is blowing up. So now that uh, there's a nine pence, when I say nine pence, uh, just picture the instead of a dollar sign or cent sign, it says the nine and there's a P on it. So that's mm -hmm. how you can tell it's a, a Euro variant. I showed on the Lord's uh, last week, my haul video where I got some cool like Doctor Strange and Master of Kung Fu books that were in French and in Spanish. Right. Uh, I also couldn't afford Saga number one, so I had the Mexican variant that's in Spanish. And sometimes the international foreign—I guess you call them—I wouldn't call them foreign. I'll just say international. International. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're they're people like to collect them because they, you know, they already have all the first appearances of the regular one. And sometimes the yep. international one has a different cover. So yeah, it's a little color different, or it's like the inside. Saga, Saga number page. one, yeah, Saga the image book. The cover on it is actually uh, silver on the Mexican version. Yeah, so that, that's kind of neat. So, well, go ahead. No, I just want to say when you talk about the uh, the international books, if you're a completist, then those might be a books that you go after too. Because as you guys know, I'm a huge Deathstroke fan, and Teen Titans Two is one of my favorite books. Um, I have two copies of it. I have a yellow label and a blue label, both nine eights. But actually, two people from the Instagram community, and I think the YouTube community, reached out to me and said, "Hey, Otto, this might be a book that you're looking at for," and it was. Um, a Teen Titans 2, and it was the International. I think it was 12 pence or somewhere mm -hmm. around there. But again, for your collecting, if you're a completist, you should go after that. Now, am I actively looking for that? No. Did I, I didn't even know it existed, to be honest with you guys. Mm -hmm. So shout out to those guys who showed it to me. I haven't bought it yet, but it's on my radar. So thank you guys. Yeah. So the next one is uh, it's a question asked by Stephen Whiteman, uh, who said, how about the different types of collecting and collectors there are? Another topic would be the different types of variants that are out there. The scent variants, the marked jewelers, ABs, ratios, double covers, etc. Connecting covers also a good one. I wanted to bring this one up because Otto, you just talked about the marked jewelers variant. Why don't you expand on that so people who may not be familiar with it can you can tell them what exactly a marked jeweler variant is? Yeah, so a marked jeweler, marked jeweler variant is on the inside cover, right at the center staples. You have an advertisement or advertisement. There you go for <laughs> for, um, for like jewelry and. What the was name of the store was Mark Jewelers. Jeweler, That's why it's exactly. called a Mark Jeweler insert. Mm -hmm. insert. Yeah. And what would happen was was people would either leave them in or take them out. And what would happen, and some of them had them and some of them didn't. So like the other one that had it that comes to mind is Amazing Spider-Man. I think it's first Hobgoblin. Some of, some I of actually those. Ha I have a Doctor Strange number four from the Bronze Age that has one in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, see, I didn't even know that. So the Jeweler insert was there and does it hold does it increase the value of the book you guys i really don't know yes um, it does it does okay there so, are yeah. people who hunt mark jewelers insert so really and, and and Otto didn't speak on it but i don't know if he even knew but yep. the mark jeweler inserts were actually released on uh military bases in certain states interesting so i didn't know so, that. 
they, they bought the comic from whatever store that's on the army base. This way they, they could buy jewelry uh, through the mail for whomever when they were living on base. That's what the Mark Jeweler inserts came out. I, I believe that's when I, there's a couple of videos that really expanded on it, but basically you're only, that's why they're so scarce is they were, you were only be able to get them when you were subscribing and you bought them on a military base. They were specifically advertising military bases in the U S and they only did it in a couple states. And the Mark Jewelers is the name of the store that somehow said, hey, got it. And my man, Rocket Comics, actually has a way he can look. He knows if you look on the book without going through it, taking it out of like a long box, you can actually see the Mark Jeweler insert. So it's very it's it's sought out by a lot of collectors. So it's just one of those things. If you already have the regular cover and you you know there's a Mark Jewelers insert, I'd, I'd have to look it up. But there's a certain it, it came out in the bronze age for a good, maybe a year. And then, you know, and that's why they're sought out for the Mark jewelers insert. It's pretty interesting way of collecting. It's just another, it's another side thing. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, some of the covers actually have the little jewel. It's a stamp of a jewel of, of a diamond. Yeah. Interesting. And also the, um, the scent variants is very similar, but a little bit more wide, uh, easier to find the Mark jeweler inserts and more expensive. than Mark jeweler inserts is, uh, Marvel in the in the Bronze Age, they started kind of um, uh, experimenting with price increases by like five cents. So you'll see like 25 to 30 cents. And it was only in certain states. They didn't do this nationwide. So famously, probably one of the most viable ones is the 35 cent Star Wars number one price variant. Because yeah. they're, they're mm -hmm. so scarce and relative to the print runs of the regular comics. And I'm, I'm trying to think what states they did. They kind of just did it as a little pilot program where they're like, hey, let's up the price on these and we'll see where they go. So always check the price variance. That's another piece of side collecting that people do is looking for the Mark Jeweler inserts and the price variance. I, it's hard to say if they're variants because when I think of variants, I think of a totally different coverage. Yeah. But I guess if you say it's a price variant because the price is actually different. So yeah. Yeah, but always look them up. I mean, if you want to go on eBay, just search for price variant and you'll see quite a bit of them. Um, I want to say they started from 25 to 30 to 35 is I'm trying to think what the actual price, but I it I know a lot of people like like seasoned collectors, they look and that's that's what that Star Wars number one, a nine eight regular is probably like four or five hundred dollars. The price variant is probably about a thousand to fifteen hundred. Oh, yeah, uh, the that, Star Wars is a big difference in that book. Yeah. Especially um, the key. I mean, uh I mean, I know DC has a couple of Mark Jewelers. I think, uh, I want to say like First Killer Croc. I even think of Black Mask is they have Mark Jewelers. So, you know, especially when it's the first appearance. Did you say I, First Black Mask? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I think mine is. I actually got to look through mine. I think mine is a Mark Jewelers. To be Alex Perez actually has a good uh, comment there. Drew Manchu says the 35 price variants are very hard to come by. Yes, they are. So uh, Alex Perez brings up a good point. We talked about this in the past is Canadian price variants. Very famously, yep. I got Dakota North price variant. Uh, there's probably the most popular price variant is the Amazing Spider-Man 252. Uh, the first black suit and Amazing yep. Spider-Man. The, the price variant on there, I think, is, I want to say 75 cents. Regular cover is 60 cents. The Canadian price variant is 75 cents. So you got to think, you know, obviously the U.S. dollar is more than the Canadian dollar. Sorry, mm -hmm. our Canadian friends. So the price variant is typically like 15, 20 percent more. And obviously the print runs are a lot lower in Canada. So collectors are all about getting something that is different from the norm. They want something with a lower print run. So great point by Alex Perez, those Canadian price variants. I can't think of Canadian price variant and then a Euro variance. Definitely well, the Canadian also, price variant. Uh, Mark Jewelers, you have the Whitman variants too that DJ yeah. put out. And I mean, I'm, I'm not something I collect just Batman books because I have the regular Batman books. But there are certain books that are Whitman variants that I do look for, and there is one that's I, pretty I have pricey. One right here, I got a Shogun Warriors number one Whitman variant. Mm -hmm. So, so basically, what they were is I don't think there's a price on them no. because they were they were uh, in packages like a, a three pack that you could buy yep. from Whitman yep. way back in the day. And if you know now, like the, remember the Toys R Us packs that they're selling, people are losing their damn minds over those. I remember maybe eight years ago, I went to Toys R Us when they were still selling comics, and they had. Um, uh, image packs. <laughs> I was getting like wow. the Max number one. I right. was getting like a Turok number. All these like it was like uh, no, not Turok. It was it was Max and the Pit number one in of this course. kind of like package. And I was I bought like ten of them. <laughs> I just went because they're only like they're only like five bucks a pop or ten. And you got like five comics in each. And this is when mm -hmm. Toys R Us was you know just for some reason they were selling the comics. Now Walmart is selling comics and everything. It's just another side thing to do when you're collecting. 
Um, and I want to talk about this um, for those who have questions about pressing. I want to show you uh, our friend Rocket Comics, who we obviously is a sponsor of the show, but I want to show you what pressing a, a comic book can do. And he sent me some samples if you ever want to use our friend Rocket Comics. Um, and this is what pressing a comic, if you think about pressing a comic, think about, uh, I must sound really old when I say this, Think of a pair of trousers and you're going to press them or a pair of slacks. When's the last time you said slacks or trousers? Right. But oh, basically, really if you have a wrinkled pair of pants, what do you do? You press them and this is what happens. This is, a, this is the best analogy I can make. And this is from our friend Rocket Comics. If you go Rocket Comics, say Lords of Descent, Lords of Longbox Descent, you get 20% off any pressing order. It can be uh, an order of 20 books, but only one order. But so if you're going to send in a bunch of books, send in 10 and you'll get 20% off it. So you can tell this is the before and the after. Uh, I mean, these books are really bad. I mean, you know, oh, I yeah. seriously doubt he went and wrinkled these in himself. These are customer books that he did himself. Here's something, a modern book. Look at that amazing Spider-Man 300. That's amazing. The before and after. First of yeah. all, I want to know what the hell that guy was doing with that damn book. Cause that looks awful. And, and then I can look at that daredevil, man. That's yeah. easily a 2.5. Right. Unpressed. Yeah. But after look at the pressing, white after pressing dude that's gone up at least 4.5 yeah that's exactly like great yeah i mean that's a killer job i mean our friend uh, who else does pressing E-Rod? well hey we're talking about rocket because he's our sponsor so right and i want to show you some things that we talked about on our past collector series is cracking a book pressing it and submitting it to cgc and here's some examples of that and the reason why i said look for the old labels is because a lot of people didn't press books in the old labels. The Correct. best example of that is all the way to the right. You see that Silver Surfer number three? That's an old label 9.0. Mm -hmm. My man Rocket Comics cracked it, pressed it, resubmitted to CGC, and it went up to 0.4. So another example is that uh, first appearance of Power Girl over there, 8.5, went up a whole grade and... Uh, if you, oh my god Boy, that's a lot that's, that's a, a huge lot. difference that's, that's really good so you're going yeah. from you're going eight five nine nine two nine four all the way up to a nine six that is a nine significant that's, that's yeah. awesome and a couple examples of there so he has cracked them and pressed them before I see a couple of those old label from a 7.5 to an 8.0 but with a signature which is even great so if you already got a book that you plan on getting signed definitely want to get it pressed before after it's signed people a lot of people think you can't get a book pressed after yeah, of course you can it's mm -hmm. not going to erase the ink you can get a book pressed after it's signing and that's why i use my friend rocket comics who's a sponsor of the show because not only can he press and submit to cg he's also a facilitator meaning he mm -hmm. witnesses signatures so uh hit up our boy rocket comics you go rocket-comics.com hit him up on instagram at rocket.comics facebook rocket pressing it's $10 a book. If you submit 10 books, it's 100 bucks. Tell them the Lord sent you. You get 20% off. That's $80 on uh, the pressing discount you get. Con season is right around the corner. So a lot of time people ask, what's pressing? What's pressing? It's 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 something that you need to do. Uh, if you're going to submit a book, definitely get it pressed before doing anything. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I mean it's, right. You're it's, leaving it's, money what? on the table if you don't, right, you guys? Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, but another thing of side collecting is looking for those old labels. Because right. if you think of a pressing as somewhat of a trend in the last four or five years definitely right but 10 book 10 years ago there wasn't a lot of people pressing so there's no. a good chance you can get a, a price grade up i mean he showed me a book that was a nine six that he pressed to a nine eight i wouldn't recommend that but if you feel a little you know if you feel a little sassy in your step go for it man but you <laughs> well, know be you know i do i gotta add you guys if you watched my three better the basement show about uh six months ago when i did a huge nine eight karate chop i had my teen titans 2 which was a nine six um and i sent it to scott at rocket comics and he had it double signed by wolfman and perez and he had it pressed before it was pre he pressed it before and that came back a nine eight and then from a nine six if, it's very very difficult because the it's so minute but they look for it and then that book was signed it was handled by two artists and then sent to cgc and it can't, still came back a nine eight so mm -hmm. i mean the proof is in the pudding right there i mean that's yeah. just unbelievable yeah, yeah another question here from a man matt forge value of white pages versus other Ooh, page quality good one good one, this, good one good now one. this is i would say this is dealer's choice a lot of some Correct. people they don't care they care more about the grade but some people are really what are your thoughts on on white page versus off-white or cream what do you think about that auto yeah you know i'm torn in between um our boy x illusionary is big on the white pages you know he's a good friend of uh lords and three men uh for me the grade is the grade is the grade if it's graded so uh, sure, I would prefer it to be, you know, off white to white. It depends on the book, but that's probably of all the things how the book presents the grade, 
um, what it looks like. The page quality to me is the last thing I'm looking for. It's not mm -hmm. a deal breaker for me at all. Um, I will definitely, if I find a book at a good price, I will go after it, even if it's, you know, um, cream to off white. That's about the lowest I'll go. That's the lowest I've actually seen. But when you're talking about books from like the early 60s, like early FF and stuff like that, cream to off white isn't, it's, it's not, I would say it's bad. It's not bad. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's borderline common. But if you yeah. have, but on a flip side of that, if you get a book from the 60s and it come back a white pager, then that's a bonus. I only look at it as a bonus, in my opinion. So for those, those new to collecting, you, I mean, who only probably read modern and you probably won't even know what we're talking about because modern books don't have that issue because obviously the page, the, the paper they use doesn't fade, <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's glossy, but. I would say what around the eighties to nineties started, you, they yeah. call it deluxe format, right? Yeah. But now all books are like that. But up to that point, everything was using paper. And so obviously the long, as the book sits around longer with environmental things that are affected, I mean, it needs air to breathe. So it just, you'll see sometimes a nine, six off white pages. And I'm oh, fine yeah. with that. But when yeah. I see a nine, eight white pages, I'm just, that's just an extra, like, that's just an extra like cherry on the top. Yeah, you know no, I, I agree mean? with you. Yeah. No, definitely. But there's old books where you know you'll get a great grade, but they, uh, what I like is it's like you said. I, I think like CGC, it's they they worry more about the cover and how it looks, and they in you know the tenth page inside is a little you know cream. Obviously, if it's super super brown and brittle, then that may affect the overall grade. But for for the most part, the graders look at the cover, uh, the spine, the staples, and unless the pages are really really brittle and bad, would you get like a ding on it? What do you say, Justin? I mean, I have, I do have a brittle book. I have a Flash 105. It is brittle, um, but it, hey, at the end of the day, it's a 2.0. I'll take it. Right, uh, it's a Flash 105. Yeah, it's right. a Flash 105. I yeah. mean, it, I didn't, you know, I don't mind having the difference between. I mean, especially Otto. I mean, you're a linear collector. Would you get a nine if you had a nine eight on a book and you needed the next book to be a nine eight? And if one was off white and one was white, would you really care about the page? Not at all. Not at all. Absolutely I, not. You know, I, I mean, my my oldest book. I was, I'm looking at my my key collector. I have a um, a Detective Comics 142 from nine from December 1940 1948. It's a 4.5 white pages. So before 1950, to have a white book, white right. page book, I was blown away. That's right. the yeah. earliest book I have in my collection that has white pages graded. So, yeah. so Lon, uh, can there be a nine eight off white page off yes. white? Yes, there can oh definitely. Yes. Because right. if it, let's just say the book is from 1979. Everything is perfect on it, but off white definitely. You, I have nine eights that are off white. I mean, it's just, just the pages. I mean, what? I mean, you know, what are the graders going to do? Ding you on that? You know, on nature? Oxygen. You got to yeah. stop oxygen. <laughs> but it's like one of those things, man. It's like you know, kids nowadays. What would they do in the toilet if they didn't have cell phones? It's like you know, us and you know, nowadays new comic books they're all glossy. You're never ever going to see off white on any new comics unless somebody goes back to paper for some odd. <laughs> odd awful reason but you know that's a great question though but uh, yeah definitely there's some choosy collectors that they if it's not white pages like i can deal with off white pages but if i see something like something that's only 20 years old and has 10 pages i'm like damn Hand you know page. that yeah. throws me off a little bit i'm like what does this dude do with it man did but, he you smoke know, with it all day long i know but for the collectors out there cgc has a whole grade uh, that you can see the page quality. It goes white yeah. pages. And I don't even think brittle is the lowest, you guys. I think there's something below brittle, to be honest with you. No, nah, brittle is. Uh Brittle's I think it's called uh, Sanskrit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> getting the, the right. yo, I'd like to get the Bible from 1600 graded. Can you guys hook that up for me? Exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, we got time for dust. one more here. Um, this is good. We're going to answer all the questions that were asked of us on the, uh, when I posted on the Lord's community page. Um, this one may take a long time though. Um, regrets. I don't think we have enough time for that. Regrets. <laughs> Uh, the do's and don'ts of hunting for books at cons. You know what? We're going to say that because that's a whole that's a big one. Yeah, that's a whole episode yeah. because it's a strategies and a courtesy or ethics when bargaining with vendors. Yeah, that's a whole episode. We're going to do a whole episode about uh, Comic Con. I uh, wouldn't say what etiquette, but probably strategies. Etiquette, you yeah. use. Mm -hmm. you know, the, basically how to navigate a con because a lot of people Correct. are new to the scene and we'll tell you the best way to maximize your time at a con on next week's episode, because when I read that, I was like, man, that's a lot. Uh, we can go on for a whole hour talking about <laughs> the best way. To, uh, we've talked about it throughout the sh yes. our time here on this show, you know, in spurts, like, hey, you know, I get a facilitator, so I do this. I wait to the last day, so I get better deals. But, you know, we'll talk about that at, uh, ad nauseum. We could do it easily hour in here. Mm -hmm. um, we could probably do this one really quick. Um, do you want to do regrets? 
Or is that for it? That's, no, that's for another show. That's all right. <laughs> Somebody asked the best and worst deals experience you had while collecting and any regrets. Holy shit. If you don't have regrets, you ain't doing, you ain't collecting. You ain't, yeah. at least you're not, you're not trying. I mean, you know, it's, it's part of the game. Mm -hmm. Hits and misses. That's why like everything we talked about, things are subject to change. It happens all the time. You know what I mean? So yep. we're getting good advice. We're getting data up very early. So when we tell it, you know, hopefully it'll happen. Sometimes it doesn't happen, but our track record's been pretty good so far. So, you know what? We're going to go with it. Um, IG and Facebook versus eBay. Uh, I'm assuming he means buying. Yeah. I would say selling. If you don't have a lot of followers on social media, put it on eBay. Because right. eBay, mm -hmm. you, especially if you have a hot book, throw it on eBay, you'll have thousands and thousands of people watching it. If you have a good following on Instagram and, and people trust you, I would say Instagram is a good way of doing it. What do you yeah. guys think? Of, what do you guys say between IG, Facebook, and eBay? I, I try to stay away from Facebook, to be honest with you, for buying and selling, but go ahead. Yeah, I do. I, I do a lot of uh, window shopping on Facebook, but I do much, 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 much more buying on Instagram because I feel that you know, you're not going to pay the fees, the eBay fees and stuff like that. And I, I really, truly believe that the people in the Instagram community between Lords of the Longbox, Three Better in the Basement, Comic Core, all the guys... We're pretty tight. NY Warriors, yeah. NY Warriors, and everybody's pretty tight and everybody's honest. And more importantly, we police ourselves, and I think you're going to get better prices. And, and that's, God one more, that's one more thing we didn't bring up between yeah. IG, Facebook, and eBay is uh, YouTube auctions. Yes, mm -hmm. right. Killer oh, deals can be made on YouTube auctions. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you got NY Warriors, Comic Core, Three Minute Basement. You know what? Lords and Lombox may be having an auction soon because I got way too many books in around. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I, we've been talking I, I about it for a minute. To buy on it. I buy a lot on Instagram. What you about know? you, Justin? Uh, I mean, I like I, I sell more on eBay because of the fact that, yeah, like you said, I mean, there's thousands of people all across the world that are looking at this book. Yeah. But I think Instagram is good if you're trying to or even Facebook, if you have like those hot books or graded books, that's usually what people go for. Uh, I mean, I just started a instagram seller page i'm actually going to hit enter right there so if you guys are checking it out that's my new instagram shop i i literally posted books this past week i sold some books i sold a 9.8 um first miles morales and and some other good books and it was in three days and right. you know that's just for me from my followers from my regular page just telling them about it so i mean it is possible you can sell stuff because i do you know the best thing is obviously you have to use the hashtag either comic books for sale comics for the number sale yeah. or comics for sale that's yeah. what you have to use yeah i use four hashtags comics yeah. for sale mm -hmm. and comics the number for sale and then right. comics c-o-m-i-x for sale and comics i-x f-o-r for sale right uh, for those who've been on instagram and that's you know you, you have to use hashtags if you want to get seen i mean that's a lot i mean yeah. i get i get like 30 tags a day that, you know and i appreciate everybody but well instagram we've been kicking it around for like since 2012 2013 uh, there, I mean, we haven't talked about raffles. Raffles is another way you, I've gotten my Hulk 181 through a raffle. I spent $30 and I won. I mean, I, you mm -hmm. know, but be careful, you know, if you just, it's, it's fun. It's like gambling. You're not expecting to win all the time, but if you just but say you 20 do? bucks, yeah, you know, <laughs> you <laughs> but I've been telling this about raffles, man. It's a weird thing. You get on these streaks where you win like three and then like three months and then you don't want shit for like a year. I'm so cold right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, so, but the thing about raffling also is if you're selling and people don't know you don't raffle, right. you're not going to be able to you're not gonna get it. Right. And raffle pages like gem mint, C shaver zero zero. I mean, these guys have thousands and they know they're known for raffles, but like people have asked me, Hey, can I, can you raffle this for me? And I was like, I would do it, but I'm not known for no. that. Even when mm -hmm. I do it myself, it's a pain in the ass and let leave it to other people who do it, who do it professionally or, you know, who've done it and have experience doing it. If you don't have a lot of followers and you want to raffle, be very careful too. Um, there's, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, you can get branded really quickly on Instagram. And the good thing about Instagram, like Otto said, is uh, we police ourselves, right? Somebody does a raw deal. They do somebody dirty. Boom. They get blown up <laughs> on Instagram. It's not, it is kind of funny. Actually, I, I felt bad for that one dude who had like the bootleg art, art from uh, Todd McFarlane and Rob. Oh, my God. oh, yeah, oh yeah. man, poor guy. So PGX and CBCS verified um, some signatures that this guy got. And the, not only was the signature bunk, but also the art was bunk. <laughs> so it, it, he said McFarlane, Jim Lee, and Rob Liefeld had sketched these and then signed it. So uh, basically about two years ago, all three of the graders started uh, grading uh, art, 
right? So you could just send in like a you know a piece of an original art, right? Mm-hmm. And they would grade it. And uh, these this guy, he was so happy, he shared on Instagram, and immediately like Todd McFarland, Jim Lee, they all replied back to this one. There was one guy, Neil, I think it was Neil Adams, said, "Oh no, this one is actually mine." But then he looked at another one because this one isn't though. <laughs> so right. He gave the guy a ray of hope, and then he just said, uh, "No, hold it right off the Yeah, and that guy, mm. poor guy, disappeared because he was getting blown up. But um, so me, like eBay, if if the book is hot and I want to get as many eyes on it, you know what I mean? Boom! Yeah. Like if I had a werewolf by night thirty two, like uh, also you have to be realistic and realize not a lot of people have tons of money. Like on Instagram, there's uh, there's probably like 20 cats who have money that can buy a thousand dollar book. Everybody else is looking. There's a sweet spot, right? Like yeah. I would say 50 to a hundred dollars, 25 to 50. That's a sweet mm-hmm. spot on Instagram where tons of people will buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a good rapport, make friends on Instagram, it's social media for a reason, right? I mean, you tag, you interact with people, you send instant messages. My man, KP Henderson, is one of the coolest cats on Instagram. I work out deals where I'm like, Hey man, can I do a payment plan? He goes, right. yeah, you know, put down, here's what I, uh, somebody selling a thousand dollar book. Do this. Say, hey, man, you know, did you get any offers yet? And I said, no, Hey, can I do a payment plan? And then typically this is what I recommend. Put a down payment of half of it first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't just tell them to hold it this way. They know you're serious. Then you mm-hmm. give yourself, you know, work out a time with them. Say, uh, can I pay it off every, you know, every two weeks on my payday or whatever. Another way, I mean, we don't have time to get into it now, but on eBay to get a grail, this is what I do. When I say a grail, I mean, if you're going to spend like uh, $600 on up, um, use PayPal credit. You get paid, you can have uh, PayPal pay for a PayPal credit and no interest for six months. Yes. So if you buy a $600 book, just say, all right, I am going to pay a hundred dollars a month for this book and I'll be paid off in six months and there's no interest on it. So you're almost using it as zero interest credit card. And I think that's a great way on eBay. I mean, besides the fees, but you're buying anyway. So it's not really fees are more for sellers, but if you're mm-hmm. buying, it's a great way to get a $600 book, $500 book, thousand dollar book. You got six months to pay it off. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's what I recommend people. If you want to go get like a, you know, whatever your big boy book, if it's a $200, I think the minimum you have to spend to use that zero um, APR is a uh, $99. Mm-hmm. So as soon as yeah. you buy something on eBay over $99, they'll tell you, hey, do you want to use PayPal credit? Build up your PayPal credit just like everything else, like a credit card, and you can up your uh, pay- PayPal credit. I think mine's like uh, at 5000 now because I have, I have a yeah, problem with PayPal too. credit. Right. <laughs> I don't ever <laughs> yeah. really go that high, but I'm just like, you know what? One day, you have that, it. that, it's a good thing. That, it's 100% a good thing. Sometimes I buy a thousand dollar book. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't even have to be. It, and also just so everyone out there doesn't, it doesn't have to be an eBay purchase. You can pay via PayPal credit. If you're paying somebody, there is a small there's fee, small fee. Yeah. But yeah, still at the end of the day, like, like Tim said, I mean, you can still pay it off in six months. There's no interest. I'll take like a $4 fee today to not have, you know, interest and just pay it off in six months. So yeah. Easy. I mean, I mean, yeah, you can do friends and family using mm-hmm. PayPal credit. A lot Correct. of people don't realize that. And sometimes it's hard to do it on the app, but if you log into paypal.com, it's easier to select PayPal credit. So if mm-hmm. you're just sending friends or family, you can actually pay them by PayPal credit and they won't know any difference. And then you pay it off whenever your leisure is. And zero. it's, I mean, if you're going to spend that much money and you know, a lot of times people, Hey, I can't afford $800 right out of my checking account, but you know, let me spread that $800 over six months. That's not so bad. Right. Think about what your cell phone bill is. Jeez. Mm. Right? Oh. Am I right? <laughs> Holy cow. Shout out to JW Statues for a $50 super chat. I appreciate you, brother. Hey, you guys need to go check out JW Statues channel. He has some of the coolest statue reviews ever. I really want him to work on our graphics because he does some killer stuff with his uh, the green screen background, uh, background yeah. and his daughter's in there acting. She's going to overtake him pretty soon. And once she start doing videos, she's going to easily get like 2 million subs. But big right. shout out to exactly. JW Statues. Thank you, Thank you very you much. Super chat, brother, mm-hmm. man. Uh, guys, here, there's a super chat. JW Statue says, guys, our new video will be out tomorrow. Get your popcorn and your bug spray ready. I will Ooh. definitely pick that out. So make sure you sub up GW Statues and hit the notification button so you will see his video when it drops tomorrow. We're right at the 7 o'clock hour. We're going to check out now. Uh, go check out our friends at the Comic Core. I think they're going live. Let me go check right now if they're live. Uh, set reminder scheduled for what's today. Okay. Here, they are going to go live here. I will go peep out our friends at the comic core. So then you get back to back stuff right there. 
any last words, Otto or Justin? Let's go with Justin first. Uh, no, I just want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. It's been fun. I mean, the collector series is always is good to talk about. And of course, definitely these spec books tonight were some rare ones. So, you know, now's the time to buy them, guys. They're really cheap. So go out and buy them. Otto. Yeah. Thank you very much for everybody that's watching. Uh, set those reminders for Friday night, nine o'clock for three men in the basement. We're coming to you live. We have comic book dealer royalty. We have the first family coming on with us. We have Reese's Rare Comics. For those of you guys who go to the big shows, you guys know that they've got a great booth. Uh, Austin Reese is going to come live with us for an hour, talk about everything that he's experienced, uh, what it is to be a dealer of his with his, with his family, and how it works. So set those reminders, guys. 9 o'clock, mm -hmm. 3 minutes in the basement this Friday. Thank you. Yeah, and I've known the Reese brothers for quite a few years now. Old man Reese no longer is, he's pretty much retired. There's the three men in the basement channel. Make sure you sub them up right there. Make sure you sub up GW statues as well. Yeah, man, uh, we are longtime suffering Redskin fans, me and the Reese boys, man. Uh, <laughs> I see them all the time. We always talk about it. Um, yeah, Sith Lordly, actually, I uh, helped Sith Lordly get himself a uh, Hulk 181 at uh, WonderCon uh, through the Reese boys, man. There you go. So, nice. Good man. Right. Reaching out, touching people, man. I like to reach out and touch some people, man. So shout out to everybody in live chat. Still 101 of you watching. Go peep out the Comic Core after this. Check out JDW statues. Check out Three Men in the Basement. Uh, shout out to all the 37 thumbs down that we receive on tonight's show. I don't know why, but That's we're going to keep on doing it. So keep them thumbs ready, boys and girls. <laughs> Uh, until as always, uh, okay, I am keep thirsty and I'm hungry. So until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes and peace out. Peace. Shaking, bacon, full of bags.